the rustle of her dress. I do not get much mail. Usually a letter from my daughter from time to time when she feels dutiful. Or maybe from my son-in-law for the same reason. Sometimes a card from my brother Emile. Or from the Baron de Vresse in Biarritz by the sea, where she spends her summer. And the occasional bills and taxes. That morning I noticed a long white envelope closed with a thick crimson seal. I turned it around. Préfecture de Paris, Hôtel de Ville. And my name, printed large in black lettering. I opened it. The words leaped out. At first I could not understand them, yet my reading glasses were perched on the end of my nose. My hands were shaking so hard I had to place the sheet of paper on my lap and inhale a deep breath. After a while, I took the letter into my hand again and forced myself to read it. What is it, Madame Rose? whimpered Germaine. She must have seen my face. I slipped the letter back into its envelope. I stood up and smoothed my dress down with the palms of my hands. A pretty frock, dark blue, with just enough ruffle for an old lady like me. You would have approved. I remember that dress and the shoes I was wearing that day, mere slippers, sweet and feminine, and I remember Germaine's cry when I told her what the letter said. It was not until later, much later, alone in our room, that I collapsed on the bed. Although I knew this would happen one day, sooner or later, it still came as a shock. That night, when the household was asleep, I fetched a candle and I found that map of the city you used to like to look at. I rolled it out flat on the dining room table, taking care not to spill any wax. Yes, I could see it. The inexorable northern advance of the Rue de Rennes, sprouting straight from the Montparnasse railway station to us, and the Boulevard Saint-Germain, a hungry monster, creeping westward from the river. With two trembling fingers I traced their paths until my flesh met right over our street. Yes, my love, our street. It is freezing in the kitchen. I need to go down to get another shawl. Gloves as well, but only for my left hand, as my right hand must go on writing this for you. You thought the church and its proximity would save us, my love. You and Père Levasque. They will never touch the church nor the houses around it you scoffed fifteen years ago when the prefect was appointed. And even after we heard what was going to happen to my brother Emile's house, when the boulevard de Sébastopol was created, you still were not afraid. We are close to the church. It will protect us. I often go to sit in the church to think of you. You have been gone for ten years now, a century to me. The church is quiet, peaceful. I gaze at the ancient pillars, the cracked paintings. I pray. Père Levasque comes to see me, and we talk in the hushed gloom. It will take more than a prefect or an emperor to harm our neighborhood, Madame Rose. The church is safe, and so are we, its fortunate neighbors, he whispers emphatically. Childebert, 
The Merovangian king, the founder of our church, watches over his creation like a mother would a child. Père Levasque is fond of reminding me how many times the church has been looted, plundered, and burnt down to the ground by the Normans in the ninth century. I believe it is thrice. How wrong you were, my love. The church will be safe, but not our house, the house you loved. The day the letter came, a feverish panic hit our little street. Monsieur Zamoretti, the bookseller, and Alexandrine, the flower girl, came up to see me. They had received the same letter from the prefecture, but I could tell they knew it was not so bad for them. They could start their business elsewhere, could they not? There would always be a place in the city for a bookstore and a flower shop. Yes, their eyes dared not meet mine. They felt it was worse for me.